Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Comedy Central. (laughs) I love this one. Now hiring. Rod's early. Uh, You'll like this one, Rod. You'll like this one. Bunch of daycare workers were fired. After scaring the children by wearing one of those scream masks. Oh. (laughs) Daycare workers at the, and I'm saying this as it was written. Uh-huh. Lil Blessings Child Care and Learning Center. Lil, you already know they on some bullshit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Lil Blessings, I ain't put my kid in this motherfucker. Nope. The teachers ran around in a Halloween mask yelling at the children who didn't clean up or act good. The kids oh. can be seen crying and they're horrified and running away from the employees. These are like little three, four-year-old kids. I'm wrong because I love all of this. Man, I'm so sorry. Man, that's fucked up, man. That all. shit hits me personally. I went through that as a child, man. Really? Yeah, I was when I was in daycare, when I was like three, four years old, it, Halloween time hit. One of the kids showed up dressed like fucking had a Mr. T mask on. Oh. It was like a Mr. T ghost. Like it was this kid in a sheet and then just a forehead <laughs> Mr. T mask. Hey, that shit fucking terrified me. It terrified a bunch of kids, but they refused to make that motherfucker take it off. They just kept sending them to the kids that were scared. Oh, but right, like as you got older, could you watch the A team? Did they give you the A team? It wasn't Mr. T that I was scared of. It just looked super freak. Like imagine a fucking two foot tall sheep and then just Mr. T's head. That shit drove me insane, bro. Was the freakers. All, all I can imagine now is you running every time you hear the theme of the A team show. Not again. <laughs> And that's what happened to me. That two foot tall Mr. T with that sheet on (laughs) me. That shit was that shit was a pizza guys for your boy. That shit had me I still think about that shit. I've never heard you be this vulnerable before. (laughs) I said so low to rain. Rod was fucking Horrified and they never oh. play team again. Never play team again. Oh.
Yeah, I was a face man after that. Face. Shout out to, shout out to Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Roy. This is my job, fam. <laughs> and we are talking money today. We got two guests that's going to come on. One's going to help you get your money right and talk about ways to invest a little bit of money you do make at the job and a way to flip it. We'll find out from her about crypto as well. Talking about Nicole Lappin. And uh, we're going to be joined also by a a mortgage lender who will talk about some of the mortgage scams and the escrow scams that go on as you try to figure out ways to buy a home with all of the bullshit that is going on with people exploiting the home prices. And all of that good shit. Um, How's your situation going, Roy? Oh, you know mm. what, man? I still ain't closed on my house. Still a little bit of... They keep adding shit. <laughs> just every week. Mm. Every week, there's another... Ah, You know what it feels like, Rod? When you're at the end of a comedy show and you're waiting to get paid and it's been too long Uh-oh. and now you're starting to think... I don't think I'm gonna get my money. Uh oh. And like, and like, we, and the shit was cute. Like this buying a house shit was cute before, but then Trevor Noah announced he leaving the Daily Show. <laughs> Nigga, they might anything can happen. <laughs> so I need to get this shit while I still got some solid W two. Right. <laughs> we revamping the whole thing. We doing a full revamp. Everybody go. Yeah. Hey, listen. We're just get, look. Listen, bro. I don't know what the decision will be on Daily Show, who will host, if they change the format, if they move it to streaming. So I'm not arrogant enough to think that I'm a for show be a part of whatever happens next year when Trevor Lee. Bitch, I need my crib. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna have the best house of any nigga working at Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get right into Cody's Most Outstanding because this is one that I think we're gonna have a nice solid group argument about. I'm happy you're here for this one, Rod. Uh, Arguments. Well, Third and I have already debated this over text. You know, it happened happened a couple weeks ago, but it's, you know, we didn't get to it last week because we did the My Last Day. So last week was all about people getting fired. So now we get back to the regular show. So now it's time now for Cody's Most Outstanding Employee of the Week. So... Head coach Deion Sanders. Prime time. Of the Jackson State Tigers. The Jackson State. Took a trip down to Montgomery, JG, to play your beloved Alabama State Hornets. I don't like the Hornets. My daddy graduated from there. Okay. I mean, I like the honeybees. Well, don't don't disrespect your daddy's legacy by shitting on this school. Okay, he wanted me to go there, but go ahead. You know, I can go into rabbit holes. Now, for those of you that haven't been following the day to day, this backstory is important. For those of you that haven't been following the day to day with Deion Sanders and his relationship with the SWAC Conference, Southwestern Athletic Conference. Dion talks a lot of shit, but he draws a lot of attention to the conference. His team mm-hmm. is competitive. His son is. In the Heisman Trophy conversation right now, his son, Shadur, who is a quarterback at Jackson State. And so Dion is in coaching what he was when he was a player in the NFL. He talks a lot of shit. He's uh, very braggadocious. 
He's uh, very quick to talk a lot of shit. And so and a huge star. He's a huge star, but they back it up on the field. Jackson State whoops a lot of schools ass as well. They should. Because when you're the big schools, you got to whoop ass in order to get rankings. And then, according to Coach Robinson, in the pregame for the actual on game day, mm-hmm. Coach Prime came out and, you know, you're supposed to take the shortest line possible to your sideline. But supposedly Coach Prime did a whole lap around the stadium, hooting and hollering and talking trash and mixing and mingling amongst the players. But he's been doing we that. that we're going to get to that. He always takes the lap. So... The game is played. Jackson State has the game in lock. They're up two touchdowns with 40 seconds left. All they have to do is take a knee. Mm-hmm. Coach Prime calls a pass and play. Fuck it. Let's try and get seven more points. The mm. Steve Spurrier way. All right. You know? <laughs> so after the game, uh, the two coaches are jogging out to the sideline for their traditional handshake. Now, mind you, JG, this man has done nothing but talk shit all week. This man walked around and was disrespectful before the game. Then this yeah. man tried to score on you after the game was out of reach. Would you shake and embrace this person's hand? Yes or no, Jack? That's not a yes or no answer, though, for me. I would shake his hand, but I wouldn't hug him either. And that's exactly what Eddie Robinson did. He shook Dion's hand and then gave him the stiff arm. Get your ass off of me, motherfucker. And jogged off the sidelines. You know, so so Coach Robinson after the game, you know, he said, quote, he ain't swack. I'm swack. He ain't swack. He's in the conference. He's doing a good job. Can't knock that. Got a great team. His son should be up for the Heisman. I love what he's doing for the conference. But. You're not going to come here and disrespect me and my team and my school and then want a bro hug. Shake my hand and get the hell on, end quote. So then Dion comes back um, and he said, quote, I heard him spew out a, a few comments about what did I about what I said leading up to the week. I was a darn good salesman leading up to the week. Did we sell out the game? Yes or no? Which they did. Had they ever been sold out there? No, they hadn't. So I thought I did my job. I thought I should be applauded. And so Sanders took issue with the swag comment. And this is where I feel like where Dion is just saying something that to me is a little bit unnecessary. Quote, I'm not one to come back the next day and you're going to pick up the phone and apologize and we straight. No, not whatsoever. You meant that mess. And one of the comments that kind of disturbed me out of all the comments was that I'm not swag. Who is? Who is swag if I ain't swag? Who is swag if I ain't swag? End quote. He ain't swag. He ain't sweat. I thought he just took it all a bit too personal. And Dion looks at it. Dion understands the show of it. And prime time is confidence. He's arrogant and he's disrespectful. Ooh, I wouldn't go that far. You can't be arrogant and disrespectful at the same time. I he think is. it's jealousy. Eddie Robinson Jr. played football in college at Alabama State. Yeah, he did. Dion Sanders with the Florida State. He played major football, and I think. It just looks like it's just jealousy that Deion Sanders wasn't a part of black college football when he was in college. He had nothing to do with it. During his pro career, he wasn't, you know, pushing HBC football in any way. And now that he's decided to coach in HBCU football, now all anybody cares about is Deion Sanders. And you can't be jealous of that and you can't be mad at that and you can't blame Deion Sanders for that. At all. The swack has been lame until Deion Sanders came around. And that's a fact. And I think that's where the jealousy Absolutely. comes from. Is he's upset 
that HBC football is HBCU football is finally getting some shine. And Correct. instead of people <laughs> like him who've been there from day one yes. being at the forefront, you can bring it. It's Deion Sanders, and yeah, just, just Jacqueline just hit it right on the head. He's just mad that he's not the person that was able to do this, and he's I probably expressing that. the feelings of every other coach in that situation. But it still doesn't negate the fact that prime time is confident, arrogant, and disrespectful. No, he and he was not being arrogant or disrespectful at all. He's he is he has been running around. There's a lot of stuff that he's doing that if you allow the media or people to shade it one way, yes, it can be taken as arrogant and disrespectful. But I feel like when it comes to black men, people always want to call us arrogant and or disrespectful without looking at the fact that Steve Spurrier won national championships doing the exact same thing that Dion is doing. And he wasn't arrogant and disrespectful. He's one of the greatest college coaches of all time. Steve Spurrier is also arrogant and disrespectful. He's an asshole. I'll say that. I don't, I don't, I don't think Jekyll was saying that Dion was being arrogant and disrespectful just in that situation. I think she's talking about that's just his personality. It that's has him. Been. But I don't see it. I don't see his personality as being disrespectful and arrogant. I see, you know, people had a problem yes. with Steve Spurrier running the score up too. Absolutely. But but the, but the way it also works too is the fact that if you don't run up the score, they don't look at your team. I think that the beef is good for college football because mm. it brings attention to the sport, which brings mm. recruits. But if we're gonna do that, let's be real about it. Last year, when Dion was coaching at Jackson State, Alabama State had a better fucking squad. A way better squad and not, and they beat Dion at Alabama State's homecoming and at the end of the game the Jerry Curl they took a picture of Dion night, with his with, the night with, he got drafted with, with by Jerry the Curl and threw it up on the and threw it up there Right, looking at the score, <laughs> then the way the picture looks, it's almost like he's looking disappointingly at the score. That kind of stuff is personal. Yeah, like, Dion yeah. did that because of what they did last year. They were disrespectful to him and his team. So he threw another pass at the end of the game. It's it's just that's just how sports go. It's like if somebody dunks on you <laughs> and fucking wags their tongue at you, yeah. go and try to dunk on them and wag your tongue at them. Right and back. this is all this is just bravado that is just spilt over as being amplified because Eddie Robinson Jr. is jealous that Deion Sanders is viewed as black college football. I've worked on three films in Mississippi. On each one of those films, I've had major actors to also ask me directly, can you get me an audience with prime time? He's doing more than just being himself on the field. He's bringing people to this state, if people you will. Want to see him. That Enjoy also, the ride. Yes. They want to actually have their shoot days around his game. I want to make sure I'm in town to go see a game. He is bringing the swag to another level. Now, is he disrespectful? Absolutely. Arrogant? Absolutely. But he's still prime time. It's prime. You've known this about Deion Sanders since he stepped on the field at Florida State back in the 80s. Yeah. And my auntie says it like that. She says prime time. So that's how I hear it in no, my auntie want to fuck Deion Sanders, she said. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like yeah, yeah. Long time ago. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to do that a long time ago. If you were born after 1988 and your name is Dion, <laughs> it is because your mom used to finger herself to prime time. Must be the money. That's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's just the fact. She must be she always man. says it like that. It's prime, just, just like you didn't prime. know no damn Shaquille's before Shaq blew up. <laughs> mm. You it wasn't no damn. It was like two Dion's in seventy one. Period. I stand alone. It seems outvoted three to one. No, you don't. That is not true. You are not outvoted three to one. I see both sides of this. You know, it's a, it's a difference. It's a different. There's a thin line between arrogance and confidence. A confident person is willing to admit the things that they know versus the things that they don't. An arrogant person just knows everything. Dion admits he doesn't know everything. Dion Sanders is not arrogant. Primetime arrogant as fuck. Primetime arrogant, the motherfucker. Yeah, no doubt. But he's primetime arrogant on the field, so I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? When he coaches, he ain't coach Sanders. It's Coach well, Prime, and you better. I'm get glad that y'all were able to find a middle ground on that. I don't give a fuck. My name is on the show. So for standing tall at the 50 yard line Word. and refusing to give a hug to this not arrogant but confident. Motherfucker who talked shit about you <laughs> all week, then pimped around your stadium during the pregame, then beat your ass and tried to beat your ass some more, and then tried to hug you. Put Dion probably would have tried. Hug Dion probably would have tried to give him one of the mafia Bro kisses hug. on both cheeks. You should have kicked him in that bad leg he got. He limped out there to the 50 yard line. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking about. Don't be petty, be 100% petty. Alabama State that. head coach, <laughs> Eddie Robinson Jr. You are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Worst and first time. JG, who do we have on the line? It's Nicole Lappin, and she is a financial journalist, best selling author, and a resident money expert for daytime television, and she prides herself in being, quote, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand, end quote. Nicole has dedicated much of her career to helping women get a handle on their finances. As the host of the podcast Money Rehab, she offers listeners clear and simple financial advice to help rehab their wallet. Nicole will be sharing a story about her worst job, along with some answers to some of our burning financial questions. Hello, Nicole. Hello. And no, I'm not the fun police. Nicole. Don't worry. But you know what? But I like that in the intro, JG. That that that, that brings me comfort about you, Nicole, because a lot of these people be talking with the dividends and the earnings. And when you save this and then you put in 3% in your Roth IRA, 3557229, you put away 14% and the federal interest rate is 3%. You get a little capital gains on that. You never know when the dollar and the euros. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? Bitch, I'm trying to save to get a car. How do I save and keep my credit decent? Which credit card? do I pay down sort of my credit score or is it the credit score? You know, let's let's start there. I know you got a bad job story. How much does a credit score still matter? Oh, it really matters. In this capitalistic society. It totally matters. Does it matter more? I mean, I, I don't think it's ever mattered more than it does now. It's your financial report card, basically. But the cool thing is, is that it's changeable. So it's not set in stone. The reason that a credit score is important is because it's connected to the interest rate that you get on everything you borrow. So, you know, we could do a social experiment where we all talk about how much our APR is on our credit card. We don't really go to dinner with our friends and share that information. But I got to tell you, all of us will have different 
interest rates because we all have a different credit score. And so the higher your credit score is, the lower your interest rate is going to be. So that's on credit cards, that's on car loans or notes, that's on mortgages or business loans. And this really matters because a lot of financial experts will yell at you and tell you not to buy your morning latte. I think that's bullshit because a financial diet is a lot like a regular diet. If you don't allow yourself small indulgences, you'll end up binging later on. So instead of freaking out about the latte and nickel and diming yourself, it's way more valuable to focus on your credit score, which is connected to the interest rates you're paying, which will be connected to hundreds if not thousands of dollars over time. And I just had the CEO of FICO on my show, and he and I talked about new ways that the credit score is being calculated that aren't old school ways, just around payments. So payment history, you're right, is the biggest part of your score. But also folks that rent, uh, rent payments are being considered, cell phone payments are being considered. They are actually changing uh, the way the credit score is calculated to allow for some of those variables as well. And I've gone through this where there have been mistakes and other stuff on my credit score and my credit report. And the only problem you can't fix, especially financial one, is the one you don't admit you have or the one you don't look at. Uh, And so these things are fixable and you can also appeal these things. You just have to put your big boy, big girl pants on and deal with it because it is figure outable no matter what. Before the quarantine, there was no afterpay. All right. But during the during the quarantine, me and Afterpay and Klarna and all these other services, we came real, real good friends. So like things like that are, are those like when you were talking about alternative ways that they're gonna start looking at your credit. Is that are those kind of the things that they're talking about counting towards Maybe. in the future? They don't right now. So just keep that in mm, mind. I know. Sucks. And those are a little scary. Sorry. I know I keep my payments straight. We, we just had an episode on the show about the mm. the good, the bad, and the ugly of these buy now, pay later programs. And so just, you know, be careful because people tend to sign up for more than they can actually afford because they think, you know, it's $25 here or there. Mm. And so they get in over their head. And so it can actually screw you more than help you. What are some programs and things that people can take advantage of with their employers if their employers offer them that could help them with regards to saving and nesting away a little 401k or setting aside a little money so that the kids can, you know, afford the tuition at Sackleson State Community College or any other fine institution? Like what what are some things that people some what are some loopholes that people don't necessarily, you know, know about? So uh, if you have an employer that matches a 401k, uh, that's awesome. And that's free money. If it doesn't and you have credit card debt, it might not be the right time for you to invest because it's really a game of where you're going to get the best interest rate. So that's why it's really important to see all of your interest rates on your debts and hopefully on your assets. Uh, And so, you know, it's basic math. If you are uh, paying 15% on your credit card, but you're getting... 7% in a retirement account, that is going to be negated by the amount you're paying in credit card debt. So you kind of have to look at the whole picture. And so, yeah, if your employer does it, awesome. If they don't, you can also, I know you like made fun of the Roth IRA calculation thing, but IRAs are very cool because they're individual retirement accounts. You can take them anywhere. You can get them at any bank. If you have you know, whatever, Bank of America, 
um, go there and you can open it up and it follows you wherever you go, no matter if you leave that job or you stay there. How solid when we're talking investments and we're talking about things that you can take advantage of with your employers, can unclaimed or undocumented electronics that are sitting in empty rooms in certain parts of the building that people don't check normally. And those monitors have just been sitting there for like months and months and months. And you know that they're not inventory, but you know, they all have a street value of at least 40 percent of their actual retail costs. Like talk a little bit about stealing. What? (laughs) <laughs> not bullish. <laughs> I, I tried to make it bullish. <laughs> go ahead, third. Go, go third. I, yeah, yeah, I tried no, to keep I, a straight face. Yeah, no, he was he was going there, and I, I just I, I I gotta I gotta ask a question. I love the advice that you were giving earlier about what to pay and what not to pay. Is also as far as like having those small indulgences. And earlier when I heard you saying it, I was like, this sounds like somebody who's written a book talking to people in a real way. And it also just gives me a chance to say that I love your book title. I believe it's uh, Rich Bitch, Boss Bitch, or is it Boss Bitch, Rich Bitch? First one, you can say it again if you Yeah, I I just like the fact you use bitch in the title of a book. I personally enjoy that kind kind of literary shit. But I like the fact that you really tried to talk to... Yo, I'm just saying, I love the fact that you try to talk to people on a very basic way. Listen, I think it's really important to speak in plain English like we would use if we were grabbing drinks because they think the most complicated part of getting your financial shit together is the jargon. And it's what kept me out of the conversation. Like I'm the Mm. least likely person to be a financial anybody. I grew up in an immigrant family. Uh, You know, my father died of an overdose when I was 12. I had to start working early on. I started as an poetry major. Like I'm the, I didn't work at a bank. I didn't get my MBA. I just went to the school of hard knocks. I needed a job. I was offered a job. Uh, in business news. And so I just faked it till I made it. And so what happened during the pandemic is something similar to what happens when you get a diagnosis. You start eating healthy after a diagnosis. It's harder to proactively eat healthy than reactively do it after you get something. Um, God Mm, forbid. And so that's what happened Mm. with the pandemic. I had been beating this (laughs) drum for years about getting an emergency fund and especially young folks would be like what emergency what do you mean like it's not gonna nothing's gonna bad's gonna happen and not like a pandemic you are a new york times best-selling author you are a regular on the litany of cable news shows as you give all of this financial advice to people and help people get their life together your your wonderful wonderful podcasts you helping people work their way through student loan cancellation and what that means for you and 401ks and what you should do before you invest in a company. You seem to be a pretty good person. Thank you. But before all of that, (laughs) I know you had a shitty job and I want to hear a story about it. Or maybe you had a first job that was memorable and nice and, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy. But either way, I was hoping to be like a war correspondent, Christiane Amanpour style, uh, when I was mm-hmm. in college uh, at Northwestern. Then I stalked this station chief in Chicago that had a station in Milwaukee. And I thought, oh, I'm going to take the train 
to Milwaukee every day to to do this job. And he was like, well, so no, you don't get the job. You also don't know shit about geography. Uh, you can't go to Milwaukee every day. That's not a thing. <laughs> but do you know anything about business news? <laughs> Absolutely. I love I love business news all day, every day, twice on Sunday. And and I started on the Chicago Merck and the floor of the Chicago Merck, which I thought was a mall at first before I got there. It's not a mall. It's the stock exchange in Chicago. And back then, this was 20 years ago. Uh, it was like Wolf of Wall Street style. So I was one of three women um, on the floor. There was like these dress codes, um, how high your heels could be. Ankle exactly. skirts. And, oh, yeah. and the, the women's bathroom, I'll never forget, was like a closet compared to a palatial men's restroom, which is normally the opposite, right? Uh, they would pick me up and move me like in the middle of my reports. There'd be like dudes throwing money. There would be alleged, you know, weird things happening during lunchtime. It was just wild. What, Nicole? It was, it, it was just wild, like Wolf of Wall Street you know the strippers and cocaine and little people throwing thank you Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay okay sorry. <laughs> that was the story <laughs> oh my goodness gracious well nicole we're gonna come back to you because i want to find out a little bit more about crypto and we need to find out about your podcast but first after the break we're gonna talk home lending with another brother and of course the homie narado AKA Rod for short, about to drive this thing off the rails. It's the job fair. We'll be right back. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Job fair. We doing the damn things. We've been talking finance today. Thank you to Nicole Lappin. And uh, we're going to swing back and talk to her a little bit later on the other side of the scam we have standing by. It's time now for part of the show. We stopped this finance talk for a second and we bring on a gentleman who a uh, bit of a finance expert himself. Um, he is the author of the New York Times bestseller. 
ways to get a little bit more money from your woman mm-hmm. and encourage her to get more money from her husband oh. for the two of you. Stop smiling about that. It's a great book. It's number three on the New York Times bestseller list. <gasps> great book. He's a former veterinarian assistant. And ladies, if you um go outside and Put a dab of peanut butter whiskey on your neck and stand downwind and wait patiently somewhere in Middle Tennessee. He will appear. His mama named him the Rodo. We call him Rod for short. Rod, how you doing today, brother? We talking finance and scams and, you know, ways to get your money right today. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. You know, I used to intern at Merrill Lynch, so I, I've, I've seen it all. Mm. <laughs> the thing about being a stockbroker is you're basically a middleman for essentially drug addicts and drug dealers. <laughs> Number runner. <laughs> yeah, and like, 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 cause like what it is, is like <laughs> people don't realize that stockbrokers only get paid to get clients. They don't get paid for your investments to pay off. They, nobody cares about that. It's all about how much money are you bringing into this firm? Not how much money are you giving back to your clients? Nobody gives a fuck. If you turn over $10 million to somebody that's a stockbroker, that's a win for him. If you ended up losing $20 million on that, he's not getting demoted or chastised. Like, he did his job. He got $10 million from you. Nobody cares what happens to him. Mm, but- like, if they think it's a bad investment, they'll tell you that. But if you say put it in, they're going to put it in. They do it. Yes. Like they don't, it's not their job to make you any money. It's no their fiduciary job to, responsibility. It's, it's, bas- it's their job for, to find drug addicts who go, I want cocaine. And they say, cool, I will find a guy with cocaine. That's all they do. You say, I want to invest. <laughs> they say, give me the money. And then this, and the shit goes up. Great. The shit goes down. Also great. They don't care. They already got paid. They did their job. If you can't afford for this shit to go bad, then don't buy it. Because no matter how much of a guarantee it looks like, this shit can flip overnight. That's one of the weirdest things about the stock market. It's a place where you can go from flat broke to billionaire to flat broke in the course of five hours and no <laughs> nothing has exchanged hands. It's a very weird situation. Like most times things have to, like when you buy a car and drive it off the lot, it immediately depreciates. But at least you got a car. The stock market is a weird place where you buy things that don't exist, basically. Hmm. And you just go from, I spent 100000 on this, it's worth $5 million, and two hours later, it's worth negative $12. And at no point has anybody handed you anything but an emailed receipt that says, I, I bought this much stock. It's <laughs> you crazy. lost this. Ooh, it's I a got, crazy world. I got a quick <laughs> casino story. A guy took me on a date a long time ago to a casino. He gave me $300 to play with. I won $100 and then I just sat at the front door with my $400 waiting on him to wrap that up. <laughs> you ain't shit. Damn, Jay. You ain't shit. <laughs> like the stories of, like I'm as, ama- as, as amazed as you are about my stories in my 20s is as amazed as I am about your ain't shit stories. That is not. Yeah. Why would you gamble $300 away? That makes no sense. That's he wanted you to feel the euphoria of the gambling. He wanted you to experience something. He wanted you all to have something together, and you straight up didn't do it. That's like you taking a dude for a She experience. gambled and won and quit. I won a hundred dollars and I was done. I was up. <laughs> we bring Rod on this program to give you topics 
to break the ice with co-workers you can't stand, co-workers of the opposite race, just people that you generally have a mundane experience with mm-hmm. on a regular basis mm-hmm. and you're sick of them. I know, that, you know, shout out to the job fair listeners. Yeah, so some of our job fair listeners, they work construction. They listen to us in the delivery truck and they'd be like, man, I can't stand this motherfucker. Fire department. Well, I would hope the fire department. I hope they like each other. They got to save each other life. Garbage people. Time you can't be, you can't be talking shit to your coworkers at the fire truck and then be in the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Talk that shit you was talking at the firehouse. Right? Nigga. Now you're burning. Look at you. Need a ladder, don't you? <laughs> you go inside with that fire hose. You outside at the hydrant. You want me to turn the water on, don't you? <laughs> Just mm-hmm. mean I was right. Yeah, that's smoking. That's all you gotta I was do. Right. I turned the water. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. We've wasted enough oh time. Oh Give these people <laughs> some topics that they can talk about at the job. Um. Well, in the, in the world of finance, something that's been hot recently is uh, crypto, of course, and. Uh, <sighs> Recent, uh, you know, lady of, of the jack of all trades, Kim Kardashian was charged by the SEC with a wee bit of the fraud. And when I say SEC, I'm not talking football. I'm talking the Securities and Exchange Commission. Yes. Not the mm, Alabama the Crimson Tide football team world. Goddamn that. Uh, um, both of them pretty solid. <laughs> both of them are solid conferences. <laughs> <laughs> they don't lose often. Kim Kardashian was uh, fined $1 million Damn. for failing to disclose that the reason she was pushing a certain crypto token was because she had been paid to and not because she believed in it and was investing her money and you should too. And uh, yeah, they hit her with a $1 million fine and totaling $1.26 million because she was paid about two hundred sixty dollars to do the ad, but she didn't really present it as an ad and that's that's a, that's fraudulent. You have to, mm-hmm. whenever you promote a product as a celebrity, Roy, please listen up tight to this. <laughs> if you get paid to promote a product, on your social media, you have to tell people, I have been paid to promote this before you say anything about it. Choose to fire a lawyer. I'm thrilled that you think I'm at the level of celebrity where I run into these types of issues and my social media accounts rots. Thank you for the compliment. Um, I got a, about a year ago, I, I got a free phone from to promote some uh, Major League Baseball shit. And I remember that, like, it was like, we'll give you a phone and we'll pay your phone bill for the year if you post these three or four ads. To post these three or four promos, and I posted one of, and immediately I got a call from my agent. Motherfucker, take that shit down. You better put it back up. Put hashtag ad. Don't you put that up there without hashtag ad. Hashtag ad, hashtag spawn <laughs> for short for sponsorship. Let's flip it up for the people real quick, Rock. Um, on the, the black side of finance right now, uh, Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. Puffy, oh, a.k.a. No. Puff, a.k.a. Oh, Pete Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy. I remember reading this story. A.k.a. whatever other nicknames my man has given himself. Uh, Brother Love. Puff is tired. 
Uh-oh. of the accusations of him stealing from his artists throughout the 90s run of Bad Boy and has decided he's opening the books recently announcing on The Breakfast Club that he's never stolen from anybody and if anybody can prove he stole from them they'll get all their money within 24 hours also went as far as to say the number one ringleader of these accusations, one Mace, M A dollar sign E, actually owes him three million dollars no. and not the other way around. No. He said, that nigga owe me three million dollars. I don't owe him a dime. We can talk about that though. And called him a fake pastor. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He's no, a that's pastor. Just flavor. Yeah, well, like, it depends on the year. He stole money from those people. Oh. Then he said, "I stole his money. He owed me three million. <laughs> wow! I respect that, Puff. Burn the forest, light everybody up. Uh, he's dealt with these accusations for years. Mm. I do think that there is some validity to um, what do they say—the bad boy curse. Like if you mess with Puffy, then your career don't go the way it's supposed really? to go. There's some shit like that. Yeah, that is true, but. Yeah, but that but you can a curse ain't bad finances. Mm-hmm. That's just the music industry can go a thousand different ways for any artist. Some some win, some lose. Um, but to say that I stole your money and took your masters and to also this is the part that I don't like to say. And I as an artist I shouldn't say this, but you just gotta be better about the contracts. So like we're in our third generation of hip hop artists. Yeah. And y'all motherfuckers still ain't learned nothing from your previous generation that on is what I was going to and say. learning the contract. Not enough people learn the business before they just go in there bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and signing their life over for $100,000 because they used to having one dollar. Which is nothing. But it you is can not say on the backside. those people's interest to give you the best deal. You gotta, if you go in there like a dumbass, they gonna treat you like a dumbass. That's what they looking for. Yeah, the last person to get a real good deal in fucking hip hop was Roxanne Shante. She was the last person. Roxanne Shante, Roxanne Shante made, I forget which record label it was. I want to say Geffen. But from part of her contract from her first album was that they had to pay for her to go to finish undergrad, pay for grad school. And if she so chose to get a doctorate, they had to pay for that too off of one album. Nice. And she did go as far nice. as getting her fucking doctorate. Like, you know, Roxanne made that one album and she's historic in what she is. But to me, that's the best deal ever. If you don't know by now to read the paperwork, mm. I don't know how sorry I can feel when you get older and you go, man, Puffy, that was a bad deal. You owe me. Like, you trying to... There's a difference between Puffy yeah. stole mm. and versus you just got, you got on a bad negotiation. Deal. And that's what Puff yeah. said the problem was, too. He said the problem is people don't know anything about finance. They don't know how to handle their money. Yep. They go out and spend all the shit up. And then when they're broke after that, they're like, I must be broke because somebody did me wrong. And not exactly. because I'm a dumbass. No. That part. You got to yeah. learn the business, man. And not your cousin who went to one semester of law school reading the document. All right, right. We appreciate you, brother. We'll get with you next week. All right. <laughs> Scam of the week time. We need to talk to this brother immediately, third. I've been trying to buy a place and the fucking hoops they make you jump through. 
to mm. fuck Monopoly. Mon- Monopoly made you think buying a house was so easy. You just go to the banker and get the bank of the money. Oh, now you got a house. <laughs> Wrong, you bitch. <laughs> we need to see you. They they asked for my tax returns for the last two years. And one of my tax returns is on extension. I don't give a fuck if you listen to IRS. My money's good. My numbers are solid. Come for me, bitch. <laughs> but because my 2021 tax returns are on extension, they go, all right, cool. Well, give us 2017 through 2020. You want three more fucking years? <laughs> so we send them. We send them the, the, the tax forms, right? Then they go, yeah, we can't use these forms. It's got to come from the IRS themselves. That way we know you ain't been fucking with the numbers. So then you got to call the IRS and be on hold for three days. The next agent will be with you in two weeks and 14 hours. Thank you for calling the IRS. Do not Just hang to up. get them to send the form to prove that I'm telling the truth. Then the IRS goes, nigga, we don't know you. Go to this website and prove that you are who you say you are. And then we're going to get on the video chat and confirm who you are. Hold your fucking passport up to the goddamn webcam. I, I see why people just go get an apartment. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And I'm coming legit. So I can only imagine the scams within that world because when we talk about employment, we talk about working towards something and owning property and building equity and having something to hand down. But even when you do that, apparently there's some potholes. JJ, who do we have on the line? Talk to us about this home shit. It's a huge fan of the show. His name is Robert and he grew up in Northern Virginia and attended Virginia Commonwealth University. He spent 10 years in Spain running with the Bulls on two occasions. Wow, Robert. Before moving to California in 2017, he started his career in mortgages back in 2005 after being influenced by his mother who worked in real estate. And he has been working for Lane Mortgage LLC since 2017. Welcome, Robert. All right, let's get into these scams on this home shit because I'm tired of it. I want my fucking house. Robert. Yes, sir. Welcome aboard the job, fam. How you doing? Thank you for having me, Roy. I'm doing all right, my man. Doing all right. Why is buying a house so fucking difficult? <laughs> Why? Who are all these niggas on the email, Robert? I don't know these people. <laughs> it was me and the realtor a month ago, and now it's like 14 motherfuckers CC. Because you're asking for money. That's why. But it should be a pretty painless uh, transaction if you get all the paperwork up front. Uh, due to COVID, most, oh, I would say 99% of the, of the documentation is uh, internet-based. It's all scanning and downloading. So you don't actually have to waste all the gather it, but it's just email it. It's much easier. Um, they're going to ask you, yes, they're going to ask you for your taxes and your W-2s. And, and yes, uh, what you described about the IRS and getting transcripts, absolutely true. It's a pain in the rear. Uh, I've had clients who have done it themselves and the, and the investor would not take it for the reason that you just said. <laughs> you know, they want to make sure that it's not, it's not been uh, altered. 
Yeah. How how much money? How much money you, do you have? Do you have the down payment, Roy? Yes, I have it. How much more money are you making this year? This much money. Do you have the contract from your employer that proves that you're going to make more money this year, motherfucker? So I got to fucking email Trevor Noah. Hey, man, can you send them a note and tell them that I'm going to still be on the Daily Show through the end of the year? How many of those hoops, Robert, are legitimate and how many of them is racism because when we talk about black home ownership, <laughs> let's go. Right, right. Um, you know, I work with uh, folks of all different races, um, and it's all the same paperwork, and it's all the same frustration that you're venting right now. I hear from everyone, but the guy who has the thirty percent down, so it's a hustle. Okay. So- uh, uh, not a hustle. There's just a lot of different barriers, and it's not because you're not W two. Like I remember you said on a, on a previous podcast, you got audited because uh, some college said you made ninety thousand instead of nine nine hundred dollars. Can the decimal points? Yeah, I had a nine hundred dollar gig. They didn't put the decimal on the W on the ten ninety nine. So nine hundred with no decimal looks like ninety thousand. Exactly, and that happens. And I've been in the system, and I've been in the, and I've been in the loop ever since. Three year audit. <laughs> Like clockwork since two thousand six. You're in the system now because, like you said, they audited you. So the investor wants to make sure that any documentation that they receive is legit. I mean, kind of makes sense. Some people buying homes create fake tax returns and pay stubs. I know a lady over on the west side of another town who does that for twenty five dollars per document. I told her her charges are way too low. She way too low. She needs. Yeah, she needs to get that money. She At least five hundred. Yes, right? and she actually has a stamp of a doctor. Yes, fake pay stubs is one that even I had to look at. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, if I can tell, that's fake, and and it's so dumb because it's it's not like they're putting they're making you fifty thousand dollars a month. It's something really like they come in in that bus driver uniform. They're like, yeah, I make six million a year. <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised. There's right. Some people who actually get some nice trust funds and you know they're working minimum wage, not a lot, but they're out there. The main issue is folks don't have the down payment. That's what I'm running into. They have the credit, they qualify, but they just don't have the down payment. And you don't have there's so much misinformation. This is really Roy really why I want to come on the show. You don't need 20% down. You know, don't need to have an 800 credit score. Yes, you need to be able to pay your, or pay your bills on time. You got to have a job. What are some mistakes first-time home buyers make, Robert? First-time buyers are all the same. I don't care if you're buying a $2 million house or a $200,000 house. You all have the same questions. You all have the misinformation as well. Uh, it's funny because... Most people go to a realtor before they come to see what they're uh, to be pre-qualified, which is doing it backwards. You really should come to the bank or to the lender, whomever you're using first, get pre-qualified, then go to the realtor and say, hey, look, I just got pre-qualified for 250000 What can I buy in this area for that? And that's not the way it works. And that's, and that's you know, the, the mortgage guy's fault because we don't educate the public. You need to, you need to get your credit pulled. You need to uh, find out what you qualify for. Look at your taxes and see what you're deducting. If you're W-2, if you're self-employed, these things should not be brought up or asked when you're under contract. That's crazy. But the first time you get your credit uh, pulled, yes, your score goes down a little bit. But if you do it, if you have four or five other around, I think there's a number, I can't remember what it was, but if you have four or five other places and shop around, it doesn't lower your score as long as it's the same industry. So if you're looking for a car, for example, uh, yes, the first time score will go down. After that, it won't because the credit bureaus know that you're looking for uh, a car, a house, whatever the heck you're buying. And the banks also have a little bit of fault of this because they do ask for a lot of documentation, but it's gotten better. And it's not as bad as it was before. If your W-2 is super clean, 
you know, if you're salaried, it's a super clean process. Once you start getting into uh, 1099s, self-employment, it gets a little bit more complicated. The biggest thing here is that, again, like I just you got education is the key to this. This is the largest purchase that we're all going to make in our lives. Dance off, Georgia girl, jump in now. Yeah, I, I mean, I bought a house years ago. Like I purchased the house when the housing bubble burst, right? So times have definitely changed, and. Back then, like they had the FHA where you could put down three 3.5% to purchase your home, like if you were a first-time home buyer. So could you speak to, one, some of the educational platforms that people can use to learn about purchasing a home? Because I know realtors would put on yeah. classes to help people learn. But also, would you speak to some of the programs that are out there for people to take advantage of and, you know, become a home buyer? And the reason why I ask this is because, you know, like black ownership, black home ownership, like the gap is like 30 mm-hmm. percent. So, like, what programs are out there that can help people help us close that okay. gap? So, there are a couple of things. In Virginia and in California, um, there are state programs that will help you with a down payment. Uh, so, the FHA program is 3.5%. There's a program that will give, will do the first FHA um, as a first loan. And then the second is a 3.5% plus a couple of percentage here for the closing costs. Uh, second loan. It usually is forgiven after a certain amount of years. That again, that's something uh, that the state, you know, the state can tell you exactly what the details are. However, it's 100% loan, so that's one good way. But there's an income uh, requirement. You can't make more than uh, I think it's a median uh, income plus 25%. It's just there's not enough inventory. This is the main problem. We see it here in California. In Virginia, it's not as bad, but out here on the West Coast, it's awful. There's just not any, it's not even low housing. Yeah, the latest scam is companies buying whole damn developments and then turning them into real Right, right. Get this. So in Baltimore, in West Baltimore, you know, those row houses have been empty since the riots back in the 60s. There's a uh, hedge fund mm. out that's buying blocks of these row houses. They're going to develop them or uh, rehab them into rentals, low-income uh, rentals. Great. Perfect idea. However... They're not giving, the city's not giving the chance to local folks to buy these properties. Where is the progress for the individual to go and buy it? Not these, having these uh, hedge funds yeah. come out. And it's not just Baltimore. It's happening all over the country. Let me answer Rhonda's question because she was asking about what opportunities are there for folks, 100% programs. Each yep. state has one. Uh, USDA, which is a, a 100% um, loan, no mortgage insurance. And you don't have to be in the middle of nowhere. This is air, well, my dad lives in Fredericksburg. Uh, his little neighborhood is part of U- it's USDA eligible, 100% loan. Again, you have to have the income qualification. You can't make $200,000, but if you make it, uh, I can't remember what the limit is now. Uh, that's a great program. The VA program, 100% loan. Again, if you're in the military and you and you were honorably discharged, use it. A lot of folks are discouraged from using their VA eligibility. I don't get it. They're great loans. I mean, they're 100%. And you know, default rate on those is lower than in the conventional loan. So those three programs, and then you got FHA as well. Uh, those are programs that you don't have to have twenty percent down. You don't have to have great credit, you got decent credit, but that will at least get your foot into the door of buying a property and then establishing or 
gaining some sort of generational wealth in theory. Now, Robert, since we're talking about scams, you have to tell us about the escrow scams that are going around too. Do you know what that is? No, Ralph? no. I'm still trying to prove to motherfuckers that I'm actually on Comedy Central. <laughs> Roy hasn't gotten that got, far in the process. Yeah. <laughs> right. in California, you usually, put the, you usually send 5 or 10% uh, with the offer. And it goes to the escrow company. And most people wire the money to the, es- to the title company, escrow company. So nowadays, because of, of uh, the pandemic, nobody's really going, well, you're not going into the office anymore. So you wire the money. So what these scammers will do is they'll, they'll spoof the title company's emails or telephone numbers, and they'll send an email saying, hey, you uh, just got into escrow for this house. Whereas, you know, send us the 50000 whatever the amount is, to this escrow number, to this uh, routing number. So it's happened a couple of things. Once you send the money, it's gone. I mean, it's like dropping your wallet on the street. You're just not going to get it back. Mm-hmm. So... As my buddy was telling me, he's like, look, you got to tell these folks, whenever you're in, in escrow or sending a deposit to the escrow company, title company, call them, verify the number, verify it's a number that you can, that, that is, has been spoofed. Because once you, once you send that money, it's gone and there's nothing anyone can do for you. And that's happening more and more. It's happening, especially a lot here in California. Every escrow company I work with sends me a warning in their emails saying, hey, you know, FYI, fraud is up. Please do not send uh, money without verifying the accounts. So, boy, these scammers Damn. work hard, boy. They work hard. Yep. Well, Damn. I can't thank you enough. The company is Lane Mortgage LLC. Dot com. Robert, thank you so much for coming on the job fair. Next time I'm out on the West Coast, man, hit hit me your JG up or a yacht. We'll get your tickets to one of my shows, brother. Thank you so much. Let us know. Yeah, I'll look for you in Oakland or in LA. All right. Done deal, Same man. Way. Yes, sir. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Job fair. We are rounding third. We are headed for home. Real quick, JG, Sackleson State wants you to know that it is not too late to get the education that you need. They are still 
taking recommendations. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> if you are a six or a seven and you can get a recommendation from a Sackleson State alum who is it who still is an eight or better. You know, JG, some still people, gotta be some people graduate Sackleson State good looking, then they become ugly. Oh and can I get a vouch from those people? As you know, Sackleson State Community College, the only college for good looking people removing the riffraff and distraction that ugly faces cause when you're trying to get your education Visit them online, sexstate.com. Nicole Lappin is still here with us. Nicole, you talk money, and we 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 haven't really dove into crypto for real, for real, but as quick as you can, crypto, scam or no? Yes. I would say it's tricky because, you know, everybody <laughs> looks for a get-rich-quick scheme, and that's what this has been billed as. Um there's no quick and easy way to make money. The, there's like an old dad joke where if you want to do that, just fold your money in half. You can't double your money a faster way. And so if you are going to play in crypto, really keep it to an amount of money that you can afford to lose. So I say 1% of your net worth and everybody has a net worth, not just rich folks. You know, it's your assets. So what you yeah. own minus what you owe and 1% of that you can afford to lose. Well, real quick, before we get you out of here, the podcast Money Rehab with Nicole Lapp and take control of your money, life and career. That career word. That's what we want to focus in on just a little bit today. Talk to us a little bit about your decision to what I believe is just pull the curtain back on what I think is a lot of duplicitous industries that prey upon poor people and figure out ways to keep poor people poor. What made you choose to take on this fight you think that wall street is this fancy club with these red velvet ropes and that the people inside know a lot more than you do and that's just not the case i was in those rooms and the people on the outside don't know less than the folks on the inside they just know the language and that's what i had mentioned it's a language like anything else if you go to japan and you don't speak japanese you will be really confused until of course you speak the language and then you're like oh duh you become empowered and so for me it, it changed from being so scared so clueless so broke so much in debt to figuring out the baby steps that I could take to make this really overwhelming topic much more palatable. And so, yeah, I wanted to share the secret sauce and the cheat code. I want other people not to make the same mistakes I did. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. That's the show. Roy's Job Fair is a thank product you. of iHeartRadio, Comedy Central, and South Park and Princeton Productions. We learned a lot today, JG. We learned about some of these finance scams. We learned a little bit about these mortgage scams. But make sure people get their money right, you know, just in mm. time for the holidays mm. and shit. Hmm. But isn't that when you spend like more it. money because it's the holidays and you buy things that you don't necessarily need? That's why I don't give gifts. But go ahead. Why would you just undo everything we just did this whole episode? With just one in one <laughs> fell swoop. Just Jesus, Jack. Don't put that on me. Don't put that on me. Every mm. week you just come up with a new way to disappoint us. That is not true. You need to save your money and stop buying things that no one Sisyphus. needs. So, such a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, then, Just then we tell the jewelry the industry to the stop hill. putting happy women in jewelry. Yeah, let, let's talk about that next week. Let's talk about how every mm. holiday you put men in commercials mm. buying a Lexus that he can't afford because it ain't 1% of his net worth and some happy woman coming out on the front porch. And, Ooh, a Lexus with a mm. ribbon on it. I am full Ooh, happy. That ribbon is so You can't great. even buy them damn ribbons. That ribbon you can't even get them damn ribbons or put them on no cars. Tie that ribbon. <laughs> fancy, fancy <laughs> <laughs> it comes with well, it comes with it comes with step by step instructions. You know what I'm saying? And, and you still can't understand them. It's just not. It's easier to understand finance than it is to tie that damn ribbon. Well, is what I'm trying I to say. I ain't getting nobody a gift. And when they ask me why, I'm gonna give them a copy of Nicole's book, "Rich Bitch Broke." I'm telling them I'm rich bitch broke bitch. <laughs> nice. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.